On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Shopify. They just reported earnings earlier today. So let's get started. So the first thing we want to take a look at is this company's stock price performance and this company ended the day about 7% up and right now it's sitting at $733. If we take a look at Shopify from February 20th where it was where it peaked, this company dropped to about uh, dropped about 40% during the whole downturn of the market. But compared since then, this company is now up over 127%. So this market has given a great buying opportunities to those that were able to pick up during the bottom. And congratulations to any that has done that. This Shopify is one of the few companies out right now that are still higher compared to their highs in February. This company, if we just take a look at February, this company is up around 35%. And that's uh, what we're seeing a lot, especially in the companies that have to deal with e-commerce. We see Amazon companies that have to do with video games. We see that with Activision companies that have to do with clouding and pretty much any company that is pretty much doing really well, even though with stores closed down. So on today's episode, like always, guys, we're going to take a look at the earnings results. Then we're going to take a look at a few articles. Finally, we're going to take a look at these comp- at the earnings release that this company presented. And actually, one more thing. Then I'm going to just take a look, a quick look at my valuation and see what type of investor, what type of investor I would have to be to end up buying Shopify. And like always, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up. It helps the small channel out so much. And I appreciate all the all the support that I'm getting from everybody. So thank you once again. It has definitely been a fun ride and I'm still going to continue to drop at least a video a day. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. All right, so let's begin with the earnings results. So this company reported quarter one earnings on May 6th. And quarter one non-GAAP earnings per share were 19 cents, which ended up beating by 36 cents. Gap earnings per share were negative 27 cents and it actually beat by 50 cents. So we can see earnings per share were both a beat in the non-gap world and in the gap world. And that definitely was one of the major impacts that ended up leading this company to go up in stock price today. Revenue of this company was $470 million. And that is 46% up compared to the same time last year. And that beat by $27 million in revenue. And that's actually pretty crazy. This company has a market cap of, what did I see? A market cap of about $86 billion. But it's making revenue of only $470 million a quarter. Let's just time this by four. It's making only a $2 billion revenue um revenue which i think just looking at that um is showing me that this is going to be one of those heavy grower stocks where valuation is not it's not depending on what it's what it's looking at right now it's more dependent on on future growth Growth merchandise volume was reported at $17.4 billion, which was be which actually beat expectation that was supposed to be $16.83 billion. And this is compared to $11.9 billion a year ago. So we are seeing this company is a heavy grower. It is a heavy growing. It is producing a lot more revenue and it's also selling more merchandises compared to just same time last year. 
So next, let's take a look at some highlights. Like I mentioned, right, revenue grew 47% in quarter one compared to the same time last year. And we're going to see in a bit, this company pretty much makes money in two types of, of revenue. First is subscription solutions, and then is merchant solutions. So subscription solutions revenue grew 34% to $188 million, and it was driven primarily by the growth in monthly reoccurring revenue. And merchant solution revenue grew by 57% to $282 million, driven by primarily by the growth of gross merchant values. So merchant solution comes where this company gets a form of, of fee when an item sells. And the, with more items being sold, obviously, they're going to make more revenue. And then subscription solutions is when this company has subscription monthly subscription plans and as more people come into the come into this into this platform the more memberships they charge and the more money they collect there and we are seeing a growth in both finally the company did suspend their 2020 guidance due to the coronavirus just because there's so many unknowns still and i think this is actually pretty pretty much what every company is doing and i do think this is what every company should be doing because there's so many unknowns right now that there it can actually go any direction so then this company actually talked about remember this company's quarter one earnings ended at the end of march but pretty much the coronavirus impact especially in the united states and in here in north america started in mid-march so in the earnings report for this quarter it pretty much only shows about two or maybe three quarters of the COVID-19 effect. But this company actually showed us some gave us some some information of how the most recent after quarter one effects have been happening. The company said that the physical retail merchants using their point of sale software saw a sales drop by 71% between March 13th and April 24th. And this was compared to prior six weeks. However, those same merchants replaced 94% of the value lost in store transactions by selling online instead so we can see it, it you can see right now that consumers are still buying the products it's just the method of where they're buying it is shifting some other good news they said that shopify said that larger retailers are also coming to the company to use shopify's plus system which is designed for more complicated e-commerce sellers so they in april they both had heinz and lint start using shopify software and earlier this week the company announced that it is assist, assisting e-commerce efforts for love law the country's largest grocery retailer and remember shopify is a canadian company so if you guys might be like who's love law and i don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right it's because this is a canadian company as well however the company did mention that they do have some form of like banking system where if you own a business you can take out a loan from them and right now with things the way things are going they are expecting that they might see higher risk of non-repayment happening but that's something that we're seeing pretty much all around any banking or any any type of company that's giving out loans right now that is a risk that is occurring next let's take a look at this company's earnings presentation and here i just we're just going to take a look at a few slideshows that i thought were pretty important um if you guys want to take a look at the full presentations feel free to go to the investors website and you can find almost all this information the, the presentation and the investors relations first in this chart what we're taking a look here is we're going to take a look at the overall market position in the united states retail e-commerce business 37 percent of the market is actually taken by by uh, amazon and that's actually pretty impressive to see how much of a beast amazon is compared to every other company 
The second in line will be Shopify. Shopify is sitting at 5.9. And later, late, late last year, so late in 2019, this company actually surpassed eBay. eBay is 5.7 and it's now number three. And followed by that is Walmart. And it's actually pretty impressive. The one after Walmart is Apple. And then you just have a little bit of, of every company here having like Home Depot, Wayfair, Best Buy, Macy's, QVC, Costco, all own about 1% of this market. So it is crazy how much Amazon is and it's crazy seeing that growth of Shopify as well. In the next chart, we are taking a look at this company's revenue growth. And first in the left uh, or my right, whichever, but here what I'm looking to my left, we're taking a look at annual revenue. So 2018's annual revenue grew 47% compared to 2018 2018 grew 59% compared to 2017 2017 grew 73% compared to 2016 so you can see this company is still growing at a very high double digit values now like we mentioned we take a look at quarter one value and we see that quarter one for this year like I mentioned grew 47% compared to just same time last year and here we are seeing that it does seem like merchant solution is growing a bit faster compared to subscription solutions. They have the two colors. And the only reason it makes sense, right? More people are just merchant solutions is the revenue they collect for items being sold. So sometimes it could just be one big owner coming in, which is selling plenty of products. And that drives more merchant solution revenue than subscription solutions. So it's it's I think this is something that going on through the future we are going to see this merchant solution continue to pull away as more 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 items come into these stores. All right, so next I wanted to take a look at this company's balance sheet. And I like I you guys have been watching the balance sheet is my favorite document to take a look at. I feel it tells a lot about the company. So let's start off by taking a look at current assets. Current assets right now and this is comparing to same time last quarter so actually not same time this is comparing to last quarter opposed to same time last year so right now at march 31st this company ended with 2.7 billion dollars of current assets where last year was pretty um where last quarter it was actually pretty much the same so there is no heavy changes there the only two i have highlight is there just been some changes in the way the money is so last quarter this company had 650 million dollars in cash and cash equivalents right now it has 970 million dollars in cash and cash equivalents so about 300 million dollars increased in cash and cash equivalents but you're saying hey jose how did that cash increase by 300 million but its total current assets barely moved the main reason is it just seems like marketable securities last quarter was 1.8 billion where right now it's 1.4 billion so what ended up happening is those marketable securities where sometimes their short-term investments might have ended or they might have sold out and that's why we see a shift from a decrease in marketable securities compared to the same time to compare to last quarter but we see an increase in cash so is that marketable securities just coming back into as cash then if we take a look at this company's total asset, this company's total asset pretty much did not move. And there's nothing in here in any of these that really throw a red flag. Everything is pretty pretty much constant compared to where it was just a quarter ago. And that's pretty good. It means that there's no dramatic changes happening at the moment. The real thing you need to make sure is to see if there's any high number change in volume and see why that's happening. But there's nothing there next let's take a look at this company's total liabilities and let's start off with current liabilities 
This company last quarter had $316 million in current liabilities. Right now it has $288 million. So it did decrease there. But current liabilities, um, they usually shift up and down depending on when payments are due. Sometimes they might pay a little bit earlier. Sometimes they might pay a little bit later. And just depending on where that payment does can really fluctuate this. So again, no real... This... There was a decrease here, but nothing really big to, to get me all hyped up for nothing. Next, I want to take a look at this company's total liabilities. And total liabilities for this company, $157 million is, was last quarter. Right now sitting at $141 million. So most, pro, over 90% of this company's liability is just lease liabilities. And lease liabilities is just what it sounds. It's them leasing some form of equipment, leasing some form of a retail space. So that's where most of the liabilities come from. And that to me is actually a pretty, what I would call weak liability. It's nothing to really scare off an investor. Another thing, this company has enough cash and cash equivalents to pretty much pay off its total liabilities and current liabilities for the next unforeseeable future so this company definitely has a very strong balance sheet and that's what we're seeing a lot lately we're seeing a lot of heavy growth companies so these this one is just like how we looked at Slift. this is a company that's growing in revenue dramatically we're seeing 50 percent growth 40 percent growth 60 percent growth but these companies are making very little money but at the end of the day these companies have plenty of cash to be able to survive even if they're making no money at the point right now what they're trying to do is they're trying to get as much customers as they can and that's where they're spending most of their money to collect more customers so then later on they'll be able to just collect all this cash without the need of expanding of, of expanding expense Next, I wanted to take a quick look at this company's cash flow, and I just wanted to see how this cash flow from operations were doing. And for this quarter, compared to the same time last year, this company last year was actually making positive cash from operating activities. This year is not, and I was trying to see why. The first thing is this company had a little extra tax to pay this quarter compared to same time last year, and that pretty much ripped down, ripped out this company's total um, total chance of getting any form of positive cash flow. The second thing is this company is actually providing a lot more cash advance and loans and relatable receivables to to its consumers. Like I mentioned, right, this company has a form of like banking system where it gives like advances to the merchants or some form of loans. And we see a big increase of that. Last year, it had $18 million that it did, it did in loans. This year, it had about $47 million, so a big increase there. And those two factors are the major reasons we see a negative cash flow from operations. Finally, the last thing we're going to take a look at is this company's estimated revenue, uh, estimated earnings per share for the upcoming two years. So if you guys have been watching my channel, I normally like to take a look at, at companies that have that have that are not full growth stocks but have still but are still growing but still provide a decent forward pe ratio but the, lately we've actually been seeing a lot of growth stocks with great balance sheets but very weak valuation with current values and that to me i don't think it's wrong right there's different types of investors and i am 
thinking that I might start evolving more into a growth investors because that's where we see the huge gain in stock prices and the huge gain in investments. But I'm going to take my way slowly to get there. Right now, Shopify um, has uh, for December 2021 is expected to make 65 cents per share. That would give this a forward P.E. ratio of uh, 1,128. Again, though, this might seem ridiculous, but when we take a look at companies like Lyft that's not providing any form of revenue, this actually seems cheaper. This company is growing dramatically when we see revenue-wise. So this forward PE ratio, as the year continues to to go to go as the as the years continue, this company is going to be making more money, and that forward PE ratio is going to continue to drop dramatically. For December 2020, right, this company's forward PE ratio is somewhere around 8,000. Then from the next year, it's going to drop all the way down to about 1,000, and we're just going to continue to see this. And this is what's driving the company's stock price up is the speculation of the growth of this company and i don't think one of the great things about investments is for the right reasons you you can't really be wrong with investment obviously you could be wrong with with how the investment goes but for the reason of investment i think everybody has their own case for here if you are a growth investor if i was for example if i was a growth investor shopify doesn't look that bad it's a company that has great balance sheet it only has 5.5 percent of the e-commerce market but it's growing pretty fast so we can see that this company will be able to grow more market it has great revenue growth the amount of revenue growth is growing is pretty dramatic and we can see right now the move to the e-commerce world is increasing that's going to continue to give a boost and growth to this company but if i was a valued investor obviously this is something to stay away from uh right you see that forward p ratio and you're like hey Jose, this is way too expensive. I'm going to wait for forward PE ratio to drop to this. But hey, by the time that happens, this company might have tripled, quadrupled in stock price. So again, it all depends on the type of investor you are. And I I don't know yet. I I am thinking of starting to look at more high growth companies with great balance sheet because balance sheet is the real, for me, is the thing that really tells you how a company will be able to survive. And we took a look at Shopify. We took a look at Lyft. Both are great growth revenues and both these companies have a great balance sheet, which will be able to make sure they survive during tough times. So I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you guys think about Shopify. Make sure to post in the comments. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like um, the video. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.